live right now. We're sitting here with Ellie Levin. We call him the modern day Shlomo Karbach. We're here to get the 411 on his whole time musical career. Listen to Ahava Fridays, 12 to 2. So basically, um, hey guys, this is Ariel Katz. We're working with Ahava Radio right now. We're sitting here with Ellie Levin, a very, very special, special, special producer, uh, musician. You name it, he does it. Um, like he basically phrased on Instagram, if, if it's if it's moving, I'll sing it. So uh, Mr. Levin is sitting here right in front of me. Um, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself. Uh, hey, how are you, Ariel? It's it's great. Um, it's really great to have you here. Really cool. Really cool setup you have here. Very cool. Thank you so much. So let me just give a brief uh, 411 on you. Ellie Levin is a singer slash guitarist born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Ellie is known for his soulful, heart-sick music. He's deeply inspired by the late Rabbi Shlomo Karlbach, a prolific songwriter who spread hundreds of tunes and stories to move thousands of Jews to find their connection to their roots. Ellie has brought their music and angelic voice to many of the simchas and events worldwide, adding a special energy that connects the spirituality and uplifts the audience. So, Ellie, um, I was listening to your album, Listen to Your Heart, right? You debuted in May 2019. Yes, thank you. And uh, you had also had a music video with Mr. Spitz, if, if I'm... If Rami I'm, Spitz. Rami Spitz. And uh, basically, I was tracking your Instagram. You started going around 20, uh, the 2015, 2014 mark. And uh, you basically are severely talented from violin to, to music, to singing, to guitar, to everything. Well, thank so, you. Welcome to the studio, really. It's really cool to be here. Um, yeah, I've been, uh, ever since I've little been a little kid, I've been a big fan of Kalbach, Shlomo. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where my music started. I've, I've merged into different areas, and I try to get like a, a rounded... A rounded or like a broad spectrum kind of yeah. thing. But, but mm-hmm. Kalbach is always going to be amazing in my head. Mm-hmm. What The way he... like put out such a ridiculous amount of amazing songs that are still being sung at every simcha, wherever you go now. So, yeah, I, um, I guess that was nice to hear. So tell me, did you have, like, um, tell me how L11 became L11. Tell me the whole entire spiel. Um, I mean, I've always been obsessed with music since I've been a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, if I saw an instrument, I felt the need to, to, to grab it and play it and figure out how to use it. Um and like you mentioned violin, I, I wouldn't call myself a violinist, but like I can I can pick out like, you know, pick out a tune on it. And uh, so like it's it's always been in my blood. I've always wanted to sing. To, uh, you know, I don't I don't know what my highest uh, goal is in singing. I just I know that my day to day, I love what I'm doing. I love being in the music arena, singing, performing for people. I like like, you know, the feeling that people are enjoying what I'm doing. Mm. And uh, yeah, so at, like at the young age, probably of five, I think my my parents bought me like a little toy keyboard, and I, you know, started learning on that. And then I've I've wanted a guitar, and I found one in my my grandmother's basement, and uh, it's just like you know, moved along from there like gradually. It was kind of like a domino effect in a sense. Yeah. So um, tell me, um, you've worked on probably many projects. Tell me about the projects you've worked on. What gave you inspiration? 
how did you find the like I understand that all artists from this the from the individuals that play the guitar the individuals that play um like literally sing on microphones or whatever they have nishama when they do their music how do you find your nishama your soul when you get into the zone when you're singing music when you're actually performing even if it's at a, a wedding or bring me la whatever where do you find your inspiration that's a, a good question i have to think about it maybe <laughs> but uh, we'll get back to that yeah no but like uh i think it's it's an interesting thing when i sing almost always my tendency is to close my eyes um it's like I almost have a hard time singing with my eyes open and i think i i move to a place of feeling when i'm singing and uh i hope it's reflected in the way i sing um but i wouldn't say that it's specifically any you know experience or something that like moves me it's that like that's what i'm driven by you know mm-hmm. and that's what, uh, that's what basically motivates you for the next song and the next song basically that which right. you perform yeah i'm i'm way more attracted to slow and soulful music than mm-hmm. um rocky or whatever I, i i love to sing i love to rock it up but i'm saying it's like where i feel like i shine is where and it's like in a heart sick and mm-hmm. soulful um i uh speaking about inspiration like i First of all, I've been inspired by Kalbach since I was a little kid. My father was very uh a very big fan and close to Kalbach and he would always be singing comes it's growing up. I'm I'm a Levy, so all my relatives I'm a Cohen, so yeah. We're 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 cousins. <laughs> Basically cousins, yeah. Yeah. So there's something musical in our blood. And um so like growing up, I was always attracted to that kind of raw like you know soulful style mm-hmm. as opposed to more synthesized tech techno kind So what kind of artist did you listen to when you started growing up like I'm really so curious Well I grew up in uh in the time when there were like basically four mainstream musicians I mean mm-hmm. I sound like like I'm an old man here but like it was oh, MBD Avanfried uh Shweki was still coming out then and uh Really? Yeah, Slimy <laughs> Dax and Mandy Wald and all that kind of stuff. And, we, you know, there, were, there were, were not too many albums to be, you know, that was like the mainstream music. And, you know, and I, I loved it. I knew every song and I was always singing wherever I was. I would get in trouble in school for that as well. But uh, you're sending good examples today, I hear, right? I'm <laughs> trying. Um, and... Uh, Yeah, it was it was uh, a, an obvious path for me. It, it's funny. I'm actually an accountant. Um, you don't wow. That, that's actually cool. Interesting. A good Jewish boy. You, you know when you're just sitting here you're like, you know, I'm I'm very very soulful. Uh, you know, I'm just an accountant. Right. And I was like, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, it's it's so like, you know, people are always shocked by that cuz and then I've never actually If you told me you were a taxidermist, I'd be like, "Okay, fine, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I I am an accountant by degree but I, i have not actually used it because it just this was so much more like up my alley mm-hmm. to do because uh, i understand where you're coming from like i want to do medicine but i love kenny g i grew mm-hmm. up on kenny g i started listening to the soulful like the jewish celebrity brothers like michael bolton kenny mm-hmm. g uh um basically the main people i forgot um we didn't start the fire uh right i forgot the, the, the position's name 
Billy uh, Joel. Billy Joel. I'm sorry. That, that's yeah. really, that was really stupid to me. But uh, basically, um, you understand where I'm coming from. Right, right. So, like, right, this is my passion. And uh, I'm lucky that it's it's worked. I've I've only been doing it full time for the past three years, I'd say. Um, but I've been playing at events for 10, 15 years. Like, it's it, as a side thing, word of mouth, people bringing me to their simchas if they've seen me at somewhere else. And I've seen your work. I've seen a lot of your work. And I was originally, um, I'll tell you how I found you originally. So basically, I was on Instagram first starting out with the radio. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw during uh, the Omer, and I saw you doing um, an a cappella version of a song. And I, th- and I heard it was, I, th- I thought it was amazing. And I originally, I saved it, but I didn't save it to my Instagram. And the thing is that I kept on looking for it until I found you. And now you're sitting here. So it's amazing. Um, Basically, I... I, Instagram has been mm -hmm. huge for me. Like, you know, because it's... And and it's a tool that basically anybody who feels inspired could put themselves out there and, you know, get attention for it and possibly make it into something. So I love it. It's it's probably a good percentage of my gigs that I do come from Instagram. Um, so you would say it was a good platform for like artists and and, it's and performers. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, like Facebook, like or, uh... Facebook, I feel like has died down. Sorry, uh-huh. Mark. Don't worry, he owns Instagram also, so I'm not worried. He for him. owns everything. This, yes. this, the Zuckerberg. Uh, yeah. yeah. So basically, but, uh, but the point is yeah. that yeah, like I feel like. Uh, Facebook is like has shifted to weird mm-hmm. like what you'd go to Facebook for, um, but Instagram is much more active for me. So I, for me also, we have a couple thousand uh, followers already, so we're happy. Yeah, uh, it's working out. We get good um, public relations, relations and public opinion, so we're good. So uh, I completely agree with you. Um, I wanted to ask you regarding you performing at certain like occasions, like mm-hmm. weddings. You perform from like I would think from weddings to uh, pinata bands to everything. I would think, right? Yeah, I did a bris the other day, an evening bris. It's actually uh, my first evening, evening bris. Wow. Yeah. Um, did they at least serve dinner? Did they? It was dinner. It was it, like it'd be in interesting a if they waterfront sold, if, uh, if, cafe. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if they sold, if they basically gave out breakfast, that would be the funny thing. Yeah, so there should have been bagels and eggs, right? Exactly, some pancakes. Um, basically, um, I just tell me more about your career so far. Mm-hmm. So, it it probably started um, like as a non-paying thing, like I, if I remember correctly, like people would just call me and I'd like, I loved, I loved Purim. Like, you know, Purim was my chance to like Everyone loves get Purim. out and perform for people and entertain and get my attention. I love Purim. You go through Borough Park, go through Flatbush. It, it feels like an amazing time. Like you get excited when you're in your right. car listening to the party buses. Some people are scared they're going to get hit by a bus, but uh, that's the whole entire point of Purim. So I think that might have been where I might have been first like seen in this like you know arena mm-hmm. and um just gradually word word of mouth people started bringing me to their events paying me a few hundred dollars initially and then as as it became more normal to me I started making it into more of a business and I was uh I, I met up with several different awesome musicians along the way that I incorporated into my you know events and uh, thank God, I'm, I'm like, you know, super busy now and I love it. And it's every night is another fun party that I'm I'm lucky to be part of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is this is, uh, I guess, living the dream for me. So I, I don't want to be like um, a hypocrite. But the thing is that 
I know that we do radio, so we basically do DJing. How do you compete with the DJs these days? So I think people love the DJs. It's just like something that can really like give full quality music mm-hmm. to an event. But people are also looking for something live. But do you believe like in pre-programmed music or versus live music? Like I think everything is- has its place. I think that there are there are events that that would be the right the right way to go and i think i'm being hired for the events that i'm the right you know right in the sense in this yeah yeah and uh you know it, it, it is becoming much more common to have djs at everything and you know i'm i'm just lucky that i'm still in demand i guess like in, in your opinion do you think the ratio of, of, of djs versus performers outweighs the performer wise or um i still think that it, it it's it's cut down to a select few of people who who are actually good at mm-hmm. what they do. That that like you know, meaning if you had to think of DJs for an event, there's just a specific few guys that you would turn to if you were looking to make a DJ party. And I I think that there are more singers that are in the live music area that that are available. But it's, I'm sure that's changing quickly. Like you know, it's it's not it doesn't. It doesn't take much. There's no like large barrier of entry to get into DJ. It's just a matter of perfecting your skill and becoming um, needed and wanted at at the events that are out there. But you know, and, and the good DJs are very expensive. So I know, know, I know, I know. We 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 uh, we try to stay away from like parties right now. We're doing smaller things. Mm-hmm. But um, I know how like DJs you get like thousands, thousands of dollars like for equipment and everything else. I know the struggle. Um, I even spoke to Yoni, Yoni Z, mm-hmm. and he explained to me the music business is a doggy dog world. Mm-hmm. You have to compete, and thing is, for a second, there's a younger guy, there's a younger person that's going to outbeat you. Mm-hmm. And Yoni told me he's like, it's kind of business where you want to make friends, but you don't want to make friends because it's difficult. And mm-hmm. uh, I started cracking up. I was like, you have to make friends when you're a radio show host. You have to make friends in the business right. because it's all about public opinion. It's all about how many people watch your show. Right. So I want to make some enemies. So right. um, I completely understand um, how right. how, pe- how much people work and that, how much that is I, another yeah. aspect though. Like the the doggy dog world, I I am actually lucky to be in a niche where it's not so much that way. Meaning, I think in the wedding area, I think it's a lot heavy. I've done weddings and I do weddings, but it's not my main thing. And I find that in that area, it becomes much more aggressive. So do you believe you perfected your niche kind of setting or? I think that it was just natural. I don't think it was planned and arranged. It was just that that's where I fit in mm-hmm. and, and that's where people know me as like if somebody's making a corporate event a fundraiser sheva brachas a kumzitz that's where they're thinking of me mm-hmm. and because um, i've also saw your stuff with uh gabriel uh gabriel uh boxer with the kosher yeah. guru and i've spoken to the, the gabriel if i'm not mistaken um you try to try to get him on the show because i saw you at like the um, the those barbecue fests and all that stuff mm-hmm. and i got i gotta say that guy's lucky because he got to taste the best food probably in the whole entire frim community right. and um the scotch uh, I'll, I'll wait till like 21 but uh <laughs> but i'll wait i'll wait for that i'll probably buy it from the good places you know so um tell me more about um your perfection of your uh, of your career in the sense like um, tell me how, what motivated you to do what you do today? 
Like, right. like, what, where do you, where do you find, or where do you go for your motivation? Like, we we spoke regarding uh, your upbringing, right. like, but currently, where do you find your motivation? Um, I think it comes uh, organically, like, meaning when I, I'm always on the lookout, I'm listening for the songs that I feel like people are connecting to in a in a more raw style. Meaning, there are there are a lot of amazing, cool uh, songs that are coming out every day that fit into like let's say the category of uh mainstream music mm-hmm. but i'm actually looking for the songs that have a little bit of the emuna yeah soulful vibe and hearts i'll I'll sing some yiddish songs like that i'll, I'll find some hebrew songs I'm, I'm like curious, that because you asked me if i speak yiddish how many languages do you speak so i speak yiddish i speak english because, <laughs> that makes sense yeah you got that um i i Dabble a little bit with Hebrew, mm-hmm. and uh, then I make up BS about the rest of the language. Like I can imitate a lot of languages, but it's mm-hmm. it's all. Can fake. we hear some imitations or? Brina dvash po college university. That's my. Uh, there's no there's no collusion in that. Okay. <laughs> all right, you got the impersonations. Yeah. I like it. I want to hear some more. That was amazing. Yeah, et français. Not exactly, but I can imitate it. I hear you. Um, so, and I use that actually a lot, and people get a kick out of it because mm-hmm. uh, you know sometimes I'm singing songs that I'm just learning and I don't really know the Would words. Would you ever introduce that accent into your music? I have, <laughs> I'm curious. I have. I, 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 I'm just saying. Like if you're at a like, Russian wedding, you start singing like. Well, Russian I wouldn't accent. do no because <laughs> at, at a Russian wedding they're like, "What in the world is this guy saying?" Like they know that I'm not. But but at, at other, uh, it's funny. Last night I I, I jumped in at the Moshav concert in mm-hmm. Brooklyn Bowl. And it wasn't planned, but like uh, Yehuda Solomon was uh, just like asked the audience, is there a rapper in the house, like mm-hmm. in like the middle of his set? Uh-huh. And like people were pointing at different people. Nobody was really going up. And I was like, I'm not going to just sit here. So, and I'm not you a rapper. You should called me. I, I know Pechus Lurkowitz in the, the Crackpot <laughs> show. You know, I, I would have got him over there, you know? Yeah. He, so uh, I'm, not, I'm not a rapper, but I figured, you know, I'm taking the mic. Mm-hmm. So I got up on stage and I was just, instead of rapping actual rap i was just imitating random languages and so how do you imitate people you just like watch them do something and then you like Uh, like, copy them or yeah i think it's something that just comes to me i think i think it's an ear thing like you know Mm -hmm. when i hear a language certain sounds stick out to me and obviously they're not real words i'm not really saying real words but i'm trying to go for that kind of sound and tone um another ellie just showed up over here ellie vogel um, standing outside, uh, uh, we can't actually let them in because we're we're soundproofed right now. But um, well, you'll say hi in a couple of minutes. Uh, I want to talk about your album so much. I I, I want to play some music also, um, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna play right now. I need to look at the song. We're gonna play Hallelujah.
So basically, we're back on a Hava radio with L11. That was Hallelujah Feet. Pompadisa, my cousin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pompadisa. That's an interesting name. Wow. Are you familiar with Pompadisa? Do you know what that is? I am not. So it's actually a town. It's the name of a town. It's commonly talked about in the Gemara. There was Pompadisa and Ardai, two neighboring places where the Chachamim were learning, and they had different shitas, like different opinions on halacha many times. So Pumpadisa is like a, a funky, cool word. It sounds like jungle-like almost. Yeah, I was like, I was like, Pumpadisa. I was like, wow. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> so that's my, my cousins. They're actually a wedding band slash, you know. For sure. Uh, um, t- tell me, you mostly do things with family or, or do you, you can, I, I would, I would say you probably like, you know, like you try to make a deal with family. I would say it's more complicated, but, um, be like, uh, I'll give you money next Hanukkah, but you give me more of this percentage, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's like a, it's a mix, like, you know, of everything. But that was uh, a, a, an actual... So that song I learned in Israel in a place called Pardis Chana, uh, which is like north of Tel Aviv. I used to, when I was learning in yeshiva there in the mirror, I used to try to get around for different You went places. to mirror? Wow. Yeah. So I would go around to different places. I went to the Kabbalah Moshe, which needs a refuah a little bit. They, they they had the fire recently. 
Um, but uh, it's horrible what's going on there regarding yeah. the wildfires and everything. Mm-hmm. Our, our really our feel let's go back go to Israel. Um, hopefully, the, yeah, um, hopefully, all that baloney will, will stop soon, and they can get they can use all the support. They exactly, can exactly. So, if you see something, go on to you. Do you know any websites that might be uh, just? Uh, you know, I don't know offhand, but I'm sure you can. I'm look sure you on just Facebook Google, yeah, Google yeah, yeah, and uh, and every single amount of stucco works for that because um, it's horrible. Um, so this song. Um, I basically this place Pardeshana. I would go there for Shabbos. Sometimes there was a nice family there, Laufer. I love them, and we would. So they they, they were very like uh, a fun, floaty, enjoyable like vibe there, and we would we would go out to the field on Shabbos morning and daven outside. And they had all these amazing songs, and this was the tune that they used for the Hallelujah. So I learned it there. I loved it, and I was like, I gotta I gotta do my production of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and my cousins were very involved on that, and also meaning I spent a lot of Shabbos with them. Uh, but your there. your cousins are based out of Israel, or so they were in yeshiva with me at the same time there. Uh-huh. So that's fun. I felt like this was a right kind of uh, collaboration to keep mm-hmm. you know to get them in on. Um, and uh, yeah, that that video production was such. Uh, an experience. It's actually made in Minnewaska State Park, which is upstate New York. It looks like it's in some other country, mm-hmm. and it's amazing to see what kind of beautiful views we have here in New York. Um, you would never realize out of the city. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you think uh, that you think that uh, 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 skyscraper is one of the most amazing things about New York City and tri-state area, but you don't realize that New York itself is amazing. Right. So I like I, I know I've gone up to Kingston to Albany like I understand I only saw like a small glimpse of the nature and everything else. It's it's really crazy what's what's in our backyard sort of, and and uh, yeah it was like a serious uh, experience and it was it was like complicated and tough but like I'm I'm proud of the finished product mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, it's a song that I feel is an example of the vibe that I'm going for. Um, you know, like more about just natural, organic, raw, good feeling, good vibe. Um, and a lot of the a lot of the songs that I'm trying for, like recently I released um, a Reb Nachman song with uh, Charles Bloomstein. Mm-hmm. Um, you want you want you want, you want to give us some uh, some sound about it or? Uh... Well, it's it's a song that was uh, composed by the Bloomstein brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had been doing an event for him, and he asked me if I could sing it. So I learned it, and while I was singing it, um, while I was singing it, I I felt like moved to just improvise and make my own part of it. And I actually ended up making the bridge of the song. So after that, I felt connected, and we actually collaborated and put out the song. So if you could check it out on youtube Ellie for Robin. sure um we're approaching unfortunately the end of our interview and it's really sad because you're so you're so amazing and what you're doing is so amazing if you don't follow ellie levin on instagram go follow you want to give a shout out or uh... yeah my instagram is ellie levin music um there's actually a link in my bio on instagram to my album that i released called listen with your heart um left Shomea. And you can find it on iTunes and Amazon and Spotify and all the other platforms. 
So uh, check it out. I hope you like it. It's really calm music, cover music. And uh, thank you so much, Ariel. For sure. Th always listen to Ahava, Fridays 12 to 2 on 90.3 FM.